They're full of nutrition. Their their cell walls are made of compounds that can give our immune system a boost. Each one has its own suite of different health benefits, which is really fascinating. So yeah. like oysters are different from lion's mane, which are different from reishi, which are different from the cordyceps we grow. And that's all really cool. I do believe they're a, a almost perfect food because they're nutritious and a little bit medicinal. Welcome to the Austin All Day Podcast, Sean. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, high pharmacology. Yeah, pretty pretty exciting stuff. This is something I'm interested in, but um, new. I'm a newbie for sure. Okay, and my guess is you get a lot of that. Um, yes, we do get a lot of that. Uh, but then I'm sure you get like the vets and the people who are really into it. We have a a network of people that are also very experienced kind of commercial growers. And so we, we get all the whole gamut, everybody. And it's really, it's a lot of fun right now because people are getting into it. And then the people who were into it are now gaining experience. And so we can kind of share knowledge and yeah. see what's happening there. The power of the internet. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. We are kind of like talking about the crossover with like craft brews. Yeah. And then like, that's all like the internet, but uh, that was, uh, from Say and Elmo, and he brought up the point like that was everything. Yeah, all things. You started seeing like, mm-hmm. I mean, Chinese food. I feel like Chinese American food was everywhere, but like, you started seeing like maybe Indian place in your town that you might not have seen before. Yeah. So, how long have you been around this company? We, since it started in 2017. Okay, we kind of put it together in 2017. We. It took us a minute to kind of get it going, but late 2017, we kind of started selling our first mushrooms. And I had already started a farm business, so it was quite easy to set it up, get it built, and get it going. Okay, so you're growing fungi. Correct. Mushrooms. I would say mushrooms. What do you yeah, refer- I say mushrooms. Yeah. And you're like at home, like a cottage law thing? or are you No, up- this was – the business before was a hydroponic lettuce company that oh, I started I with a separate business partner, a good friend. We're still good friends. It was a 3,000-square-foot greenhouse we built in Waxahachie, Texas. Then we raised some money and built a 42,000-square-foot greenhouse in Maynard. Okay. And so that ran for a little while. Then we... 42,000? Yeah, about one acre, whatever one acre is. That's so, pretty large. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you some cool photos of it. Yeah. It's no longer a business anymore, but okay. that's a... I mean, I don't mind. That's a good story. Yeah. But uh, that gave me this a lot of learning experiences through making mistakes and things like that. So then when I met my current business partner, Corey, we were a great match and we were able to hit the ground running. So we, he had, we made the mushroom bags at his house. He cooked them at his house. He had a little lab and a mini fruiting chamber. And then he and I built a larger fruiting chamber in my garage. But then as soon as it started at the garage, we looked for a commercial space and leased it and just popped right into there. Here in Austin. Here in Austin. Is that off Westminster? No, that's my home. Oh, that's your home. The farm is off Gray Boulevard over by Q2 Stadium. So there's... That used to be a... It still is kind of an industrial area. Yeah. And so there's like a loop of body shops and refrigerator oh. repair stores and all oh, kinds of stuff over there. Gotta have those. You do. 
But like, we're talking commercial fridge, right? Because like, I have a modern fridge, they just eat the dust, don't they? Totally. You totally. got to get a computer chip these days. Yeah, we got every, yeah, we need everything <laughs> like that in our facility. So oh, we, we, it was a lot of DIY, and then we're kind of moving into yeah. professional grade equipment. So you mentioned uh, fruiting, okay. and then you also mentioned uh, he was cooking. Cook, yes. So, so what's this terminology? You sterilization or pasteurization. We okay. do atmospheric sterilization. Oh, so that's like in the environment set to a certain temp. Yes, we have a shipping container that's that called cooking. Yeah, okay. we call it a cook. I, I mean, I'm learning. People call a bunch of different things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, two to three times a week, we'll put our substrate bags, which are mostly sawdust. We're basically simulating a tree trunk mm. with a little bit more nutrition than would be in a tree trunk. Those, since there's billions and billions of spores of all kinds of mold and um, not just those spores, there's also bacteria everywhere. You heat it up to kill as much or all of it. Then it goes into a lab, which is sterile, and you put the mushroom culture in that bag. And if it has been sterilized, only the mushroom culture will grow through it because everything wants that nutrition and they mm -hmm. want to eat it. Okay. So that's how you basically doing that first step. The, the, the first, those first steps are less sexy than the mushroom fruiting in the mushroom fruiting chamber. And I'm assuming fruiting is like the actual like blooming. Or yeah. Like so like if you come into our space, most of it is shelves with mushroom bags, just, totally filling up two of the rooms. And in those bags, the mushrooms are like us. They eat stuff and they breathe out their CO2 from all that food that they've consumed, which is the, you know, the carbohydrates in the, or like the cellulose and the different things in the right. tree trunk or in the sawdust. They then, in that bag, it's super high CO2 concentration. And then you take them to, we have, it looks like a little greenhouse in the, farm in the warehouse and it's nice and misty. Corey mm -hmm. has set up a really great system that mists, but it gets it foggy rather than let's say rainy. A right. lot of times you, you don't want rain falling, which you can make happen in the in that little chamber. And that moisture is like a fresh rain. And then you open up the bag and that's fresh air. Okay. And that says, okay, I'm ready to reproduce to the mushroom. And that's what the the mushroom itself is the fruiting body of the mushroom. So okay. it's going to release spores so they can all find a new place, spread their genetics, go find new homes. I mean, that that room and that or that place must be very nice to be in, relaxing. It's, <laughs> I actually think it's really nice to be in. Yeah. Uh, does it have a name? Uh, it does, actually. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> we have Big Daddy and Little Sister, which okay. is from a video game called Bioshock. Okay. And we named well, it at the very beginning. Yeah. Not played it, but... That's a good uh, question. <laughs> the um, Well, they always need a good name. Mm -hmm. You gotta, gotta, it's like naming a barbecue pit, right? Uh, yes, I like, <laughs> I name my vehicles. I, I do believe that right. things need names. Right, that's Sally out front there. Really? Right. That's Mars. <laughs> Mars. Yeah. Okay, you got me topped because Sally definitely could have been named Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Bright red. That's um, right. <laughs> so the, it's such a cool world. Um, I have only recently, my my personal experience with mushrooms, real quick for you, mm -hmm. has been like for the longest time I was like, no, not my thing. Texture, maybe. Sure. Just like no mind. Right. Yeah. Then I had a buddy who was like, here's some garlic and salt and pepper, buddy. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, you changed my mind. They're yeah. delicious. And that was whatever it was, like just some run of the mill. Mm -hmm. um, 
mushroom. But then I started getting into, you know, I went, I took a visit to um, Central Market. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, let me, let me give some of these a whirl. And we started cooking some oyster mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of like very intrigued. Um, but like I said, to start this off with, I'm sure you get like newbies or you get like the vets who are all around, but I'm like doing a little research. People are growing this. You sell grow kits. Mm -hmm. And it seems like such a cool and uh, diverse and like rich world to learn about. Like the lion's mane, mm -hmm. like I knew that as like a pill. Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of people come into that. It's a lot of fun. I sub into farmer's markets. We're in several farmer's markets. I sub into them, and that's some of my favorite things to do. It gets me out of the, you know, a lot of the frustrating day-to-day -day things that happen, and I get to interface with all of the customers and talk to them and learn what they're learning, and it's a lot of fun to meet folks who have come up and said, oh, I don't like mushrooms, right. and you can say, well, there's actually many different mushrooms. Perhaps yeah. you just like some of them. They try it. You give them some tips on how to cook it, and they come back, and they're obsessed, right. and then yeah. you grow them on your kitchen counter. That is no one has not been obsessed with doing that after they do it the first time. That's a double negative. So how um, how is the yield, if you were going to grow something on your kitchen counter, like how frequently will it regrow to where you could be eating? Our mushrooms do one very large cluster. Yeah. And then if you're – not if you're lucky, just – you should be able to get some more. There's different techniques you can get to ensure that you will get further flushes, but they're definitely diminishing in their yield. So okay. you will get a two to three pound cluster in your first, it, you know, the blocks. I, I don't need to, no one can see it. Uh, <laughs> the, it's just a massive cluster. It just blooms out of the bag. You remove that, and then you start the process over again, and you'll get a let's say, half to three-quarter pound cluster. Okay. That's what we, we generally say, like, you're going to get one big one. Right. And if you're lucky, you'll get a second one. If you're kind of savvy or you have a garden, yeah. you can throw that outside and get several more. And I have I have been surprised at my house that throughout <clears throat> the summer, some blocks will just, if a rain comes through, even if it's hot in Texas, a huge mushroom will pop out of the ground. Sure. Or when I build stuff with the blocks. And so, I they'll just keep going. Yeah, I have a garden out back that I... I hate mentioning because I haven't kept up with it, and I've had like gardeners on here that I'm just ashamed of it. <laughs> but either way, when it was once a, a, a nice thing happening, I would go out there after like a rain, and yeah. there'd be a bunch of mushrooms in there. Yeah, I didn't even like register kind of the the mist, and like mm -hmm. that's where that's what they like. That's, that's the what they like. Yeah, you kind of like close your eyes, and you're like, it's like a tropical rain totally. with like dripping water, fern gully. Yeah, right? we're in a totally fern gully. <laughs> So, yeah, and just the amount. How many, like, is there, there has to be tons and tons of mushrooms. Out in the world? I mean, like, there's, like, the main ones that, like, you're selling. Like, I saw you brought lion's mane, which, yeah. by the way, I have no idea how to prepare. I'll, what I would, I'll, I'll tell you how to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've learned about oysters or trumpet mm -hmm. and, like, scoring them with a yeah. knife. And, like, you're like, oh, it's just like a steak. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's been fun to explore. Yeah. Um, but what else? I saw you talking about like turning red oysters into like fajitas. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm into this. That's my preference for those. Those are a tropical mushroom. They like the warm weather, which is very uncommon. Okay. They are super ephemeral. So they need to be cooked immediately. But because they're red, they retain like a nice 
brown color when they're cooked, okay. and then they caramelize really nicely. And I that's just my go-to. They have, you know, is fajitas are skirt steak or flank steak? One of those two. I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think I've had like. Yeah, a steak. Sure. Steak. It, and so, like, <laughs> it, it mimics very well that thinly sliced yeah. situation that you have with your peppers and onions. And so, it's my... So, do you also throw peppers and onions in there? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I'll usually... I'll, I, it depends on if... I might throw the mushrooms in first to make sure they get the car- caramelization yeah. they need. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, you can also throw them on the grill and then make grilled fajitas. But that's my, my go-to. The way I've... I cook with our mushrooms since we have a regular supply is they've found themselves in these go-to recipes. So when I, I, when I have a pink oyster, it's fajita night. Fajita. <laughs> yeah. And so that's just kind of how it goes. Are you, cause mushrooms is a very good substitute for vegetarians or vegans Yeah, uh, for like a protein right. guess, or like a, like the main attraction. That's right. right. I yeah. mean, that's like how we've all been raised. We, we here. say the pride of the plate. The pride of the plate. Okay. Yeah. So, are you, you yourself? Um, do you eat? Do you meat? I do. Okay. So, how often with having? So, do you just incorporate mushrooms into the dish? Because I feel like it's such a, a good way to like eat vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. Well, I love the mushrooms, and I do incorporate. Excuse me, incorporate them into mostly every meal. Okay. And because a mushroom a day keeps the doctor I, away. That's well, that's <laughs> what I was getting to. Is okay. that so? We you know I stole the words. Out had, of no, it's good. <laughs> we have you know we do some medicinal products. We make some tinctures. Things like this. There's all these medicinal mushroom extracts out there. Um, I think those are great, but yeah. I, my gut says the best way to achieve the medicinal benefits of the mushrooms is to, to consume them. Yeah. Like a little bit every day is probably better than you know taking a massive concentration of something. Or it's TBD whether or not that does anything. Right. Um, I believe that some folks in the industry believe that it's kind of like a signaling compound in the medicinal mushroom. So it gives your body a signal to do something rather than something that's like concentration based. Hmm. So okay. perhaps more isn't better. Right. But that's that's just my feeling on it. Right. But they're like full of nutrition regardless. They're full of nutrition. Their their cell walls are made of compounds that can give our immune system a boost. Each one has its own suite of Different health benefits, which is really fascinating. So, yeah. like oysters are different from lion's mane, which are different from reishi, which are different from the cordyceps we grow, and that's all really cool. I do believe they're a, a almost perfect food because they're nutritious and a little bit medicinal. Yeah, I mean they're they're very cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I've seen. Um, well, I'll just say, Chef Chef Philly, Chef Philip Spear. And in, in his, oh yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have his little mental mechanisms yeah. It's great. Uh, but in his stories, he's always like foraging for mushrooms. Yeah, and I'm wondering where does that happen? All over. I'm. I got my mushroom start foraging while I was running that uh, hydroponic lettuce farm. Yeah, and so they're actually all over Texas. It's just a more punctuated. So it's a it's a farm where you go do this. No, oh, uh, oh. I go to the woods. Wow. Yeah, I have a spot. For morel mushrooms, which is a couple hours away from here. Okay. And then in the, just the green belt all over. Really? Yeah. It just means that the, the, the seasons are just more punctuated, whereas mm-hmm. in the 
when you go north of here, yeah. the, there's going to be mushrooms kind of flushing throughout the year because it's a little cooler. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the, the chanterelles will be out in, I don't know, two to three weeks if this rain this next week yeah. shows up. So we'll be foraging for those. I mean, so is that like what I'm picturing it? Like this fun full day of like out there in the woods, just like I, finding I, things. I go every day after work or um, in the morning if I can, just to kind of check my spots. That's like uh, kind of like a, a meditation, right? Oh yeah, it's a Getting, lot of fun. It's so fun. That's yeah. like your break, right? Yeah, your vacation yeah. in a day. Everybody it's, needs a vacation. Totally, it's like Pokemon Go in real life. <laughs> Farmhouse Delivery launched in 2009 and is now the largest farmer's market in Texas focused on connecting local farmers and ranchers with their communities who are hungry for healthy, organic fare. They also offer curated grocery store items and chef-crafted meal kits through their in-house kitchen. For a limited time, Farmhouse Delivery is offering a free medium local produce box to all Austin All Day listeners. Visit farmhousedelivery.com for more information information and use the discount code Austin all day at checkout. This is a great opportunity. Thank you to all our listeners and thank you to farmhouse delivery. Totally. It's like Pokemon go in real life, <laughs> right? Because you're actually, there's while you're foraging for last spring, you know, during the chanterelle season, we had a lot of rain. And so, hundreds of different kinds of mushrooms were popping up. And so you're you're getting to harvest this one that you get to eat, but you're getting to see all these fascinating other mushrooms that you can that you wonder about. Mm-hmm. One was a I can't remember, it was bright purple and one mycologist was thinking that it had traveled from the Sahara dust, you know, when the dust comes yeah. in the summer yeah. and he thought those spores might have made it over here from <clears throat> Africa. That's crazy. And so you just kind of, you know, find all kinds of different mushrooms. I speak of as along the lines of the foraging and being able to just go do it. I mean, like I they're in my garden sometimes, mm-hmm. but I don't know when I heard this. I think this was like commonly heard though, like for the the green person. Like you have to be very careful though of what you're getting. You have to know what you're picking cuz they can be poisonous. Right. So like I mean like if you find something that looks like an oyster mushroom, are you? Do you find oyster mushrooms out yeah. foraging? Yeah. So we do oysters and lions mainly in Texas, um, and chanterelles, chicken of the woods, and morels are kind of the ones that I am familiar with. And those all, for the most part, are basically unmistakable. Oh, yeah, right. And That's they what I was thinking. Don't have a kind of poisonous look-alike. Okay, as long so as they, you can identify them almost without even... Yeah, and if there's any doubt, you just leave it. Yeah. And, but if a, a nice, fresh oyster mushroom is unmistakable and you're going to be safe, or I'm going to be safe eating it, I know I am. I right. mean, it's always good to first identify what the poisonous species are, and then I'm not at the level... There's some that grow out of the ground that I'll eat because I've learned what they look like, but I don't that's the one you just like observe and oh when they're out of the ground right so some of the ones in the garden i've yeah. now learned to recognize but it's been years that i've been yes you know collecting different things and there there are certain mushrooms that there are more mushrooms that'll just kind of make you sick yeah then will kill you yeah there are some that will kill you wow and so you got to learn which angry ones those are yeah right? they're angry they're the like, destroying angel what a name like uh the death cap those the two cap? and the destroying angel. That Those ones like, are the stay away from me mushrooms. 
Yeah, that sounds like a legal, like, you know, um, <laughs> some kind of... Well, we are following 420. So I, I'm just going to mention this. I have this theory, right? And that if this goes off the rails, excuse me. I like off the rails. Okay, so with like a, a halluc- psychedelic, hallucinogenic, my, my, sure. the, what is the word? For the like, psilocybe? The yeah, psilocybe? magic mushrooms? Yeah, the magic yeah. mushroom. Magic mushroom. There, that would have been simpler. With those, if someone were to eat said mushroom, like they kind of become, they feel like they're con- connected with nature. Sure. And I, th- I think that that's true. Yeah. So I kind of have this whole philosophy and maybe you might agree. Maybe that's all mushroom, like mushroom people. Like mm-hmm. if you're eating mushrooms on a regular basis, there's a connection between the people. I think so. You know, I mean like, sure, you all find yourself at a farmer's market, but mm-hmm. like, Beyond that, maybe there's other things that are happening day to day. Like as soon as I got into mushrooms, I brought that book home, and on the first page, the mental misemplast mm-hmm. book from Chef Philly. Yeah, and on the first page, there was a mushroom in the corner, and I was like, "This is like a connection." Yeah, I was like, it I definitely just ate mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, so the I, you know, I it's mushrooms are made of mycelium, and so all mushrooms, all mushrooms, and oh, we kind okay. of say that the mycelium is also kind of not just in a physical state okay. and right. it's like in our brains right now and yeah. it's spreading and so we're all connected by that virtual mycelium <laughs> uh, okay. as well. So that wasn't too crazy to think. No, I think it's all spreading and connected. Yeah. In a different way rather than like eating a gala apple. Like 100%. You don't run into your friend down the street and be like, I, I feel you, man. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah, not at all. With not with an apple. <laughs> and in the, the kingdom, queendom Fungi is kind of in its moment, in its genesis moment right now. And so it's spreading because it needs to spread. We've been focused on animals and plants and not realizing that those wouldn't exist without the fungi. And so I'm pretty sure it's kind of like a thought mycelium that's spreading to people because you don't just – you don't just eat the mushroom and go, okay, you're, you, why is it that you want to know more about how this thing is growing and what does it mean and what can they do? And when you go down that road, the answers are vast. <laughs> and That's your kid. All right. Don't worry um, about it. The answers are – there's just what don't they do. Yeah. And so it just kind of spreads. I mean it's it's kind of crazy that they can't – like is the medi- the medicinal stuff, is, is it not proven technically or like – A lot of – it's kind of in the stages of – uh, m- different stages of is it proven or isn't. So, I, you know, I have a book that's a little bit old called The Fungal Pharmacy, and it catalogs all the research that's been done. And some research, for example, the, uh, some of the lion's main research is very promising and conclusive, saying, you know, we gave these patients who were suffering from Dementia or cognitive decline, okay. this much lion's mane per day, and gave them this test, and they'd improve by this percent. Other tests are, you know, in a lab beaker, we were we saw that this mushroom extract killed this kind of cancer cell, which could totally not be the case in the human body. Right. But that's kind of a range, and that's a massive range from, like, maybe to yes. And so each mushroom has different versions of that. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned books because I was going to ask if there was any like standout books as far as mushrooms goes. And maybe there's more, but I want to talk about more about lion's mane in general because I feel like that's been like a hyped up yeah. mushroom. I think maybe maybe it's on it or something. So it's come from somewhere. Everybody's got a lion's mane. Oh, in there's there. like a T 
tea or there's like a, teas, there's yeah. drinks, there's extract powders, and Four Sigmatic. They've got their Four their line of all those That's really delicious it. drinks. So it's a giant like white. Um, how would you describe the look of that? Looks like ice cream. I call them clouds. Clouds. Yeah. Like that. So, because they all, you know, when you have a big rack of them, you can look at them <laughs> and they all have these different shapes and you can imagine what they look like. <laughs> and then they they also look like brain, which I think is an interesting yeah. little well, metaphor because they're good for your brain. There's that whole thing like uh, beets are the color of either red, like your yeah, blood, yeah, they're yeah. good for your blood. Like, yeah. And then dementia. Sure. So that's, so that's what I think. Okay, that's so why they look like that. Memory, dementia. I was reading a little bit. What? So what else? What are the other benefits of taking it? I believe it regrows nerve tissue. Oh, it aids in that. Those the memory, the focus, the nervous system. Those are the main areas that people are looking into the lion's mane for. And how is it prepared? I mean, like, what would, how do you prepare, like, a brain-looking thing? That's where the, it depends on what you're going for. So you have these medicinal mushroom extracts where they, will, for lion's mane, I believe the compounds are water-soluble, so they'll basically just dry it out, make concentrated tea, and then evaporate the water, and you're left with just the medicinal compounds. And that's varying levels of how that is processed or what you'll find in little pills or right. in your... Uh, coffee drink mixes the for cooking yeah uh the lion's mane is very it, it absorbs so we do what's called the dry saute or a press where you will press it between two cast iron pans like without cutting it without cutting it and you make like a caramelized steak oh. and so then does it become flat it becomes flat and wow. it looks just like a steak i've got a i can so there's a guy, Derek Sarno, he's a Wicked Foods. Okay. Um, he's a vegan chef, and he makes a steak look like – it looks like a delicious steak. Okay, cool. And then, then you can either eat that, which is delicious, or use it – you can slice it or use it in other preparations. So yeah. they'll then throw that in a smoker and then chop it, and it is it looks like chopped beef, for yeah. example. Um, and then my other linesman goes great in soup, but it's not soup season. So, so if you were to do it in a soup, because um, I always like soup. Yeah, personally. you just drop it in. It's delicious. The whole thing. I cut it into strips. It tears okay. into little strips oh, really easily. Okay. I, I like I've to never, tear mushrooms. Never messed with it. Yeah. Uh, so a brothy soup, linesman is excellent. And then there are crab cake recipes out there, line cake. And like that's that. freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So are we getting the same type of benefits? Yeah. If, okay. I, I, like I said, I don't know anything about the concentration. Right. But that the, the, the benchmark study, I believe, from Japan was six ounces of lion's mane mushroom per day. Right. So they're just eating it. Okay. And so that's like, you know, a baseball-sized bit of lion's mane. Yeah. Um, what a, like this, I'm like you always think like who was the first person who was like let's cook this. <laughs> I think that they mushrooms have been with humans a long time for the, the entire inception. You know, there's the yeah. stone ape theory. Have you heard that one? Oh yeah. So we'll explain it real quick. You know, the as humans left the the forest. I don't know if it was two million years ago. Whatever it is. They were hunters, and so they would be... Woolly mammoths. Trailing these animals, and in their scat occasionally would be these mushrooms. Okay. And they would have already known to eat mushrooms from where they came from. 
And so perhaps it helped them be creative and think of, you know, they eat some of these mushrooms, they have an experience, experience. they may have a creative revelation on how to hunt better or right. how to build something. Their genes get passed on because they're more successful in life. And yeah. so those mushrooms helped shape the genetic lineage right. of humanity, yes. which I believe 100%. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard that and I, I how yeah. could it not be true? And for edible mushrooms, I think that for the most part, they are safe. Uh, and you might just have a bad stomach night. And for the thousands of years, I don't know how they would have experimented. They, they probably learned some hard lessons with the ones you can't eat. Mm -hmm. But, you know, oyster mushrooms, for example, are very common because they're cultivated. Mm -hmm. But prior to cultivation, when you found an oyster mushroom, it was like finding a, a morel or something. They're so delicious and they're so rare that I think that they were like a delicacy. Kind of like what we all know, the... Um Oh, geez, you shave them. Like truffles. Tr truffles. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm certain that primitive peoples would come across mushrooms and just celebrate it because it's not like it's not even like fruit where, okay, yeah. oh, okay, these trees are going to be making fruit for the next three weeks. Right. You're in the forest and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just found these delicious yeah. mushrooms. And so they would probably be saved and, you yeah. know, and treasured. But, yeah, but either way, the lion's mane doesn't even look like a mushroom. <laughs> it looks weird, man. Right. And there's, yeah. So um, somebody was pretty brave one day and decided to eat it. Right. Yeah. And then uh, cast iron pans, throw some butter in there. Yeah. The, is that what exactly? Like I do it. I just a little to press it. Yeah. Just Olive some oil. butter and salt is what I use. And I since I then will use it for something else. I will season it with salt less. During that pressing process, if you're just going to eat it like a steak, then you season it pretty well. Yeah. And then I use my hand to press it down. A, a chef, I think, would use – they, you know, lay them out on a sheet pan in the oven. Yeah. And then put another sheet pan. And then put pan. like five sheet pans on top and that will then just slowly weigh it down. Hmm. And then you can – the like Lucky Robot did that and then they would slice it thin and make a ceviche. Oh, and wow. it was delicious. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, so is uh, lion's mane is are those like? I mean, some of the mushrooms get expensive. Yeah, yeah, they're more. I mean, we try and I try and think of it as like meat. Yeah. So totally, it should be on par with the the finest meat you can get. Now, it's not. It's not. Right. Um, but it's kind of close. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a firm believer that like you can definitely like everyone thinks if you're not a Carnivore, yeah, that you're going to lack certain things like B12 or whatever, sure. or, or protein is the first one people would say. Sure, but you, there's protein in everything. There is, yeah, I you mean, can get enough. Oh yeah, it, there's protein in broccoli, yeah. spinach, just yeah, like Popeye. Look at him. Yeah, he wasn't ever eating steaks. <laughs> right. Yeah, or gorillas. They eat lots of greens and they and are very large. They're very large. Yeah, big muscles. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I want to back up a little bit because you mentioned the farmers markets and you really enjoy getting out of the, kind of the rhythm of things and being over there. That's good to hear. Yeah. Right? Because you're connecting with people. Yeah. And I'm sure you're explaining things just like we're doing now yes. on how to cook the lion's mane. Mm -hmm. So sorry about that. No, it's all good. <laughs> but the, I love talking about mushrooms. But yeah, you're set up in uh, uh, like all of them, right? Well, you're set up in the Mueller. We're Mueller. So that's Sunday, and then you're the and SFC. SFC is Saturday downtown in Sunset Valley. We do Barton Creek on Saturday, Lakeline Mall on Saturday, and we're at the Pearl in San Antonio 
on Saturday, and then we're also at Buda oh, the Pearl. on that's Sunday. A, that's a good farmer's market. Yeah, Buda on one. Sunday. The um, so the, and then that that morning when people are buying those, they're coming straight from what, what, the uh, Big Daddy. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, we pack on Friday. Okay. So that was one thing I remembered from my lettuce days was uh, a product like mushrooms, uh, some, uh, something that will not take the heat super well. Yeah. We we package everything ahead of time, and we kind of have a setup to where our marketeers can just show up, grab what they need, set up, and be ready to go and pull from a cooler. Um, and I think that makes the markets a lot more efficient, and it kind of cleans up the process. Yeah. So we pack everything on Friday if it's available. It's picked on Friday, packed on Friday. It gets a night in the cooler, and then the cooler – or it gets a night in the refrigerator, the walk-in, and then the coolers are loaded Saturday morning so everything's nice and cool because okay. we want to keep everything as cool as possible for as long as possible. Is that walk-in just named Christopher? Well, no, the walk-in doesn't have a name, <laughs> but – I gotta write that down because <laughs> coming up with uh, we have um, we name this dude, pod was gonna be called Walk in Therapy at one I point. I cannot believe <laughs> that this is amazing. <laughs> Did I jog your memory with something? Well, we've got a we've got a Lasco fan that's named Ted Lasco. Oh, really? <laughs> We've got a Gleason mixture mixer that's Liam Gleason. Okay. And so <laughs> I can't believe we didn't think of Christopher <laughs> Walken. And that name's going on the... There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. As, as it should be. As it should, yeah. Um, my favorite Walken, Christopher Walken art I ever saw on like a Walken cooler yeah. was... Uh, the one where he's got a red bandana. It's called like Deer Hunter. Oh, I'm and, not familiar. Oh, it's like a Christopher Walken movie, like way back where he's super young. He's got like a bandana. It's like, got a gun. I guess he's got a gun to his head because he's wow. playing Russian roulette. And that's at uh, Lonesome Dove. Okay. I like it. <laughs> pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump on that jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, and then back to the farmer's market, that's... Um, that's like because starting in 2017, I feel like some some people well they people start at farmers markets and then they kind of grow and make their way out of there. But farmers markets a pretty solid place for something like mushrooms. Yeah, and we had the I had the opposite plan with the farmers market. So we started we skipped direct delivery. I already had a distributor relationship. Is that with farmhouse delivery? With farm to table. Farm to table. And so Same we then lash. grew into farmhouse delivery and Mr. Green's. I had a relationship with Mr. Green's, a nice one there as well. But is Mr. Green's only commercial or is that It's residential? only commercial, right. no residential. Only f- farm to table. I don't know if they still do. They did some residential during the pandemic, but I'm not sure if they do anymore. Yeah, that might so have been. only farmhouse delivery. And they're great. They're great. I yeah. have to, to pause real quick and just say that how great yeah i i had a um my lady friend from chicago come in on a wednesday mm-hmm. and i was gifted from farmhouse a box of just random stuff and i it like she came on wednesday the box came on wednesday and it was like every day we had something really fun yeah. to do yeah and i was like that's the way if you especially like order it all the time yeah you can order your mushrooms in there or you can kind of order whatever you want mm-hmm. 
But if you have a guest in town, mm-hmm. order like the Bufalina dough. Totally. And like just go to town yeah. every day. Yeah. They, their relationships fun. are fantastic. Yeah. And so Farmhouse Delivery, they were instrumental in us getting through the pandemic because okay. I wasn't one of those, I maybe I was a pandemic prepper. Because I did <laughs> see what was coming, and so at least my wife and I. When did you see it? Um, like November, oh, just wow. being on Reddit and different places. That's early. Like, this is happening, and I was really shocked that people I would talk to were just oblivious. Yeah. And so, I'm not an ex- I'm not extreme in those ways. But my wife and I bought a chest freezer, and then we took a trip to Costco and just got everything ready. It's awesome. And but I was talking to customers and people. You know, I, it's been so long, but I still remember, you know, like two weeks before everything shutting down, yeah. saying like, "Hey, I think this is a thing," and mm-hmm. people be like, "I don't know." It's like we're full here. This is great, yeah. and so a lot of the lack of that <laughs> foresight translated into like most of our business being gone overnight. Yeah, and so farmhouse delivery they closed down for I think three days because their orders increased like two thousand percent or something. Something insane. Wow. They restructured their business and then boom, they were buying our mushrooms. We were and then we were selling them out of the farm oh. and we were going to the farmers markets exclusively for that like six month period of time while everyone was Did the farmers markets they closed, right? For no, they were they the best. Never. Okay, cool. They were the they were the the farmers markets and farmhouse delivery really took care of it because they were outside. They spread everything out, okay, and yeah. so it was actually safer to go to the farmer's market than a grocery store. I am like, I need to eat lion's mane because I was at the farmer's market I, I, because of the pandemic. I am horrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think you're horrible. Um, well, the memory there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but farmhouse was uh, a result of the pandemic. You weren't in the door with them. We were. We oh, were. Okay. But they're, they're, they didn't, you know, they... They pivoted so quickly. We pivoted so quickly, right. and that felt really good that people were able to do that. Yeah. Just like, oh, boom, here we go. Oh, yeah. And so it was that, like t- quite the time. Yeah. So they, I think, I mean, I don't love that the pandemic happened, but right. it was, I, I loved how Daidue pivoted so quickly, and yeah. we're having a little grocery store delivery pickup yeah. situation it was amazing. There was a lot of cool things, like a lot of innovation. Yeah, a lot of innovation. That's a great way to put it. And so they did that in that short weekend and really helped us out because we had a lot of mushrooms in the pipeline. And yeah. then that was it. But, yeah, the lack of uh, foresight or knowledge or just oblivious ignorance. I mean, I, w- I remember my brother was in town, and I'm, like, running around showing him breweries, and we're, we were, like, joking about this idea yeah. of this happening. And then... Wow. <laughs> and then it happened. Right. Yeah. Slap in the face. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 That's the the reflection there of uh, good old 2020. Right. I don't but, think we could have done anything differently with the information we had because... You know, I don't know if it was done as well as it... Uh, or like the actual reaction to what happened. Like, sure. As in other places around the country. Right. I think Austin was pretty tight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, relatively speaking, it was... I think we did great. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that was 17. You started at 17. That that happens in 2020. So that's three years. And then things have started to like get pretty much back to normal in quotations. Yeah. So we were talking about, yeah. So as the, as everything started to kind of, as the restaurants had to pivot and 
the distributors had to pivot and kind of learn about the situation. It it slowly kind of grew back yeah. to normal. Yeah. And what now, feels like normal. Yeah. And now and now we're we're doing better than we we've grown consistently despite the pandemic. That's great. So that's a sign that it's moving in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, so what restaurants really feature your mushrooms? Like Lucky Robot, you mentioned. Logodoro has been, they were our first customer. Fiore. Yeah. They are, they're number one. Let's see. Uh, I know that Summer House is doing it. Excuse me. I have um, a. It's such a cool um, thing to show off. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So who? There's the list is extensive. Okay. Good. And so that's good. But since we go through distributors, I'm now starting oh, to yeah. get out with the distributors to go and meet more of our customers because as we're growing, it's been a very farm intensive job, and now I'm having a little more time because. You know, as we grow, we can delegate some responsibilities. Yeah. And so I want to get out there and meet some of these chefs. So, so and, you like that, right? Uh, that's what I, yes, that's what I want. Relation, like, good business is built on relationships. Yeah. Literally, that's it. I feel like that's the end game. Like, yeah. That's like, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Out, you know, maybe trying the dishes or like meeting, talking about what they're doing with it. Totally. Like, ideas, uh, what's, what would they have suggestions for you to grow? Yeah. Hestia, Immer and Rye, yeah. those folks are outrageous. Yeah. Some uh, of these places you're naming, it's like, come on, try yeah. these mushrooms. Yeah. And the, what they, I mean, I'm not sure if it's still on the menu, but Hestia was dry aging the lion's mane. Oh, wow. Then they're always fermenting and kojiing everything. So they would make some liquid emulsion of their ferments and koji, marinate the lion's mane in that, and then smoke it for, I don't know how long, 24 hours? Yeah. I don't know. But it was ridiculous. <laughs> like things, alchemy that yeah. you can't just, you can do it at home, but the level of skill that they were applying to mushrooms is amazing. This is like a random, but I, I'll say, because I don't know if there is, you're mentioning the smoking. I mean, barbecue is such a big thing here. We have such a big vegan scene. Why is there not like a vegan uh, mushroom or a vegetarian mushroom uh, smokehouse? Like, So I've, I'm connected with a few people, um, and it's my goal to get mushrooms into the barbecue lexicon. Yeah. But... I think it's more than just throwing them in the smoker right. because I think a pitmaster needs 100 oh. pounds to do all the different things. Because, I mean, how many years of of barbecue history is there? I mean, arguably sure. thousands of sure. learning how to do meat. And so now we're just starting with mushrooms. And so what sort of preparations do they need? Yeah. You, can, you can smoke a mushroom and they're going to be delicious. But yeah. what – more is there that that can be done and it's, so it's kind of like the stone ape where where we are like yes. you know cooking a mushroom over a campfire being like yeah. that is delicious yeah. like what's a thousand years from now right we like we got a microwave and we're right at the <laughs> <laughs> right so we're at that i think we're at that that point That's where cool. it's time to get the mushrooms to pitmasters so like if you're a pitmaster yeah it's the frontier if you're a pitmaster and you want to experiment with mushrooms all you got to do is give me a call or shoot me a text message and i'll give you five pounds this to try is, this is perfect timing yeah because um it's barbecue month in may yeah and last year here we had exclusively 
uh, pitmasters. Yeah. And I have done a bad job of planning for this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call everybody back up. Uh, Yoni from Best Barbecue. So he's who I gave okay. the, some samples to, and yeah. so he would I, be the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. And I want to get them. If you tell people, I'll reach out to people. Like I will give you the mushrooms to. I'll just give them to you. Try them out to experiment it's to like, make it. You're like start the revolution. Totally. Yeah. It just it should be alongside. Um, it should just be alongside. It shouldn't be – it doesn't have to take over anything. Sure. But with the plant-based community and those sorts of things, like having an option available I mean, totally. would be amazing. I just like think of JNL, right? JNL is set up at um, the Buzz Mill and there's all these vegan joints around right. it. So people don't eat it at JNL if they're right. vegan. But how cool would it be if you could go up or vegetarian and order some – of the sides, because he has great yeah. sides. Yeah. I mean, you got to get the white bread. Totally. But then you can have yeah. some, whatever, lion's mane, I feel like would be one of the things that Absolutely. would get smoked. We are going to, so I mentioned Wicked Foods. They're going to be, I believe, the first plant-based booth at Hot Luck Fest. Okay. And so we're bringing them a Shit. shitload of mushrooms. Hell yeah. <laughs> and so it'll be a, a mushroom option. And he does the press technique, and he does – that's how they do nice. their mushrooms. And they are delicious. And yeah. so it, I think that's an awesome st- step in the right direction where we can show people, you know, if, if you want to try some mushrooms, like, here they are to try. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I personally can't wait that to do that lion's mane uh, with the cast iron. Have you heard the expression, it tastes like chicken? I want to tell you about the highest rated chicken farm in the South. Greener Pastures Chicken raises organic, pasture-raised birds in Elgin that the top chefs in Central Texas have been putting on their customers' plates like it's nobody's business. They're USDA certified organic, non-GMO project verified, real organic project certified, certified humane, and go Texan. They're in the final stages of becoming the first poultry farm nationwide to obtain regenerative organic certified status. You heard that right. They're humane, they're sustainable farmers, and they are the chicken of choice for the top chefs in Central Texas. For those of you who love to cook at home, you can pick up locally Greener Pastures Chicken at People's RX and Dias Market, or you can have it shipped to your home courtesy of Farmhouse Delivery. It doesn't just taste like chicken. Do that lion's mane um, with the cast iron. I think you will not be disappointed. No, I, I'm yeah. highly doubting I will be because yeah. I haven't met a mushroom since it was paired with garlic and salt and pepper. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. was going on before then. Lots um, of gray mushrooms. They get cooked a little slimy. And well, it's kind of like a Brussels sprout. Like nobody liked Brussels sprouts. Great example. But I so we had a podcast. Um, where he he was made fun of because he mentioned they're in the brassicus family, sure, which I didn't know, but like there's like a brassicus Metallica T-shirt, okay. which is awesome. But he mentioned that they actually used to be like a different a vegetable, huh. and they've like changed. So there's like the question is, were our parents boiling them and they tasted like crap? Or have they gone through like a transition and changed in taste too? Because they weren't frying them and throwing like fish sauce and sriracha on them. I mean, that's a great question. I think that our parents were eating them poorly prepared. Like mushrooms and, or both. 100%. Yeah. Like I think we, you know, 
food was from the land for a very long time. And then during our parents' generation oh, was yeah. the industrialization of food. Right. And they just didn't eat. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen some of those weird cookbooks from the 50s where they just made like jello everything or yeah. just like oh, disgusting looking food? Right. And I don't know if that was the norm or anything, but lots of casseroles and instant made things instead of yeah. knowing your farmer and going and get the ingredients from them and yeah. cooking be kind of fun to like get a book like that and then riff off of it by making them all nutritious. Totally. <laughs> right. That would be a good idea. Or I'm sure like, that would make an excellent TikTok. Right. <laughs> sure it would. Are you on TikTok? Oh yeah. Yeah. Restroom? Yeah, restroom. I am on TikTok. Okay. And uh I don't I don't know what I think about TikTok. <laughs> be right back. We're back. Oops. Well, I'll have two recordings. That's fine. <laughs> um so the um We've been talking about some restaurants that your mm-hmm. your um, product is in. Um, I have a segment here called Potty Talk. Okay. It is uh, sponsored by Bucky's. Okay. Um, they don't know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a bathroom break here. Um, where are some of your favorite bathrooms that you've been into here in Austin? Anything stick out? Well, in your I mind? love a toko. Otoko. Their everything is pretty amazing, even though okay. it's a very little place. Um, I mean, that's a good question. I like that we have nice restrooms in our park facilities around trails okay. and in Mueller. Yeah. Like uh, a nice, clean outdoor restroom is right. a good situation. Look, Doro, they did a really great job. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that's where I, I think yeah. that's... No, 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 that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's that's uh, sponsored by Bucky's. So probably a time with a breath. And breath. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, you're a relatively healthy guy. Like I to, think so. I think I've, in the past like six to seven weeks, I've definitely, I was in the, riding the stress train. Okay. And needed to make a change. And so it's been pretty positive. Well, I, I don't mind saying it. I can relate. Yeah. Like I've got a lot going on in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Won't ha- get into that. But like I find myself um, with like a left eye twitch here and there. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'll just throw this out there, even though it's pretty personal. Some some blood pressure. Blood things. pressure. Oh, um, sorry. Blood yeah. pressure. Totally. So. Ridiculous blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a monitor for my doctor. It's in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like connected to an app and like I'll I'll tell you that it like personally, if it's high, yeah, I get really anxious after yeah. that, and it's like doesn't help. Like I've refused to check it, yeah, like the purest form of denial. Yeah, I'm like not doing it until I've sat here for four hours. You know, um, but, I know that exact feeling because you get higher blood pressure if it registers right. high blood pressure, <laughs> and you, sometimes the monitor's like you need to go to the hospital. And I'm, and then yeah. the doctor's like, okay, they are sometimes they read right. a little bit high. Well, this uh, this particular app had said multiple times um, we detected an irregular heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And now um, this could be life threatening, and you could die, or it could be nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm totally. like, it's like if you think it's something, I'm like, well, now I do. Yeah, it's like go to the hospital, and I'm like, oh my god, this yeah. thing is awful. Yeah, 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 totally. I totally commiserate with all of that and so so what have you taken because like i think mushrooms are a healthy food substitute mm-hmm. but like activity you got i mean you're out there foraging and things like that For, it wasn't so this year's foraging has been um i do like to go walking in the woods but when i got back from this vacation we took those cut short just a little bit the first thing i did was over the pandemic i had bought several of the on it 
at home workouts for okay. like a kettlebell. I heard they're monstrous. They're amazing. Okay. And I really love John, the coach. John? Okay. I, I mean, he makes amazing 80s references to like <laughs> the time when I was yeah. a young man. <laughs> That's perfect. And for some reason it just works. And then I cut all I'm I cut out like carbs. Okay. Um, I had and, a similar idea. Like, I love breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. I can get down with that. I yeah. was like, no more of that. Even yeah. tacos. I make tacos almost every day. Yeah. I stopped eating. I can't. In, in periods of high stress, I will go and eat the worst foods. It's usually always a pastry donut type thing. And then really? I will, I'll feel like I come out of this fugue state and, yeah. and have shame for having <laughs> gone and done that. Right. And so... I was up to like maybe the heaviest I'd ever been in my life. I could feel the blood pressure I mean, just on a daily basis. So I made those changes in at the end of February. And how long so, did it take, like making those changes? I did it instantly. I mean, I haven't – I've been – so the goal is to add foods back in slowly, but I think I'm okay without the – any like – Bread and oh yeah, tor- like oh, I love how, them. How quickly with the lifestyle changes were you able to turn around the? Uh- oh, I think I I didn't start taking my blood pressure again. I was doing the just I'm not going to take it practicing <laughs> right. as well. And right. so then my wife said, "Well, let's let's give it a shot." And it was back in the normal range, and that was okay. maybe two weeks after I started. Okay, so that's great. The, when you go into those states, it's a low blood pressure situation. So you are you know if you're on medication, you're supposed to be mindful that you might even drop even lower. So okay. I don't know, you know, I'm hoping as I incorporate foods back into my diet, you know, I will be paying attention to it to see right. if that does it. But right now it really worked to cut. Like I don't really care if I have a biscuit or a donut anymore and I'm 41 and right. that's never happened. So right. the fact that <laughs> like that was happening told me, all right, I'm on the right path here, at least for now. Yeah. And that was it. Do you find the irony with uh, turning 40 and then you get all the blood pressure stuff? Like, this is like the the picture-perfect American, like... Totally. Trip to the doctor. Got to lower your blood pressure, yeah. buddy. It's yeah. like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is 40. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, literally 38, because I didn't go to the doctor during COVID. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything was fine. Right. And then I come boom. back, boom, like, oh, I haven't seen you. And I think I had something innocuous that like i need to go into the doctor it was after like the huge covid panic so it was i felt like i could go visit him sure i can't remember what it was but you know blood pressure super high and that's not why i was there and so now you've given me extra yeah yeah oh yeah Yeah. i mean which is similar mine um we have an official beverage which you're able to go home with today the uh ranch rider spirits thank you ranch rider but those and uh my affinity for beers is my uh, my whatever yeah tr- whatever what, what is it my um well, I can't think of the word but that's the cause sure <laughs> so I'm actually as a 420 possibly considering taking a um uh, official hangover cure break with Ramblers for a while and just seeing how long I can ride that out. Uh, just for uh, merely for that sake, so, I think it's worth a shot. Oh, it's worth whenever a shot. I don't drink, I feel amazing, and then when I do, I don't. But for the time period when I am, the four hours, I love it. I mean, I love beer. Yeah. So. so I've got. I I was actually um, 
kind of talked into saying that on this pod to hold myself accountable and maybe receive some support. So I didn't expect it. Yeah. But we're on the topic and uh, we'll get off 40 year old talk. Sure. Let's do it. Get out of here. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, But so uh, another thing I want to mention your favorite places to eat here in town. We call this what are you eating? Favorite places to eat in town. This should be at the head of the podcast because this is. A culinary podcast and people, I mean, how often do you get presented with the question, where do you want to eat tonight? Mm-hmm. And I cook a lot mind, okay. from just what we were just talking about out of necessity, but I have, I get into my favorites. So, uh, Daidue is Daidue. like a hundred percent staple. Locadoro, um, if it's, if we're feeling really fancy, you know, we'll do an anniversary at a toko. Okay. Then hit the bathroom, dude. You know? Yeah, that's right. They got that <laughs> little speakeasy like bar. This place is amazing. Let me think. Um, Roco, the little you know, Springdale Station, Springdale General. I, so, I don't, I'm not familiar, but um, these are solid, solid suggestions so far because I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, so Uroko, the um, Take who does Zen. Oh, uh, yeah. Not Zen, jeez, uh, Kome, Kome and Saten. So that's on the airport. That's on the airport. Uh, he has a little hand roll tamaki stall that's just outrageous. Okay. And so those are amazing. What else have we got? So those are our main, you know, then we'll also, we'll do Daidue or Salt and Time for burgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And salt and Time is set up at that. Um, Guadalupe Farmer's Market, or they've got that, like... Are they? Well, not at the Farmer's Market, but don't they have, like... Didn't they set up, like, a smaller brick and mortar? They have... I've seen... I haven't been there, but I've seen that it's there. But we just go to the butcher shop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my go-to meat situation if I'm not buying from the Farmer's Market, and I love Salt and Thyme. Yeah. They... Yeah, they're just the best. And so, yeah. And then we kind of... We don't go... We'll go out to eat maybe once a week, and so... That's good. We keep that... We always end up on the same rotation. Do you have children? No. Okay. Two dogs. Two dogs. Oh, those are children. Anyway. And we treat them like that for sure. <laughs> what are their names? Nori and Dashi. Okay. Nori. And a cat, Katsubushi. <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Yeah. So it's nice, though, that you get to get, go out. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because these kids, because um, I, I could tell. Because you didn't say P. Terry's. Sure. Right? If, mm-hmm. if you had said that, I would only assume. <laughs> yep. We don't, you know, we don't do burgers that much. The other one is like Nixta. Have you heard of Nixta Taqueria? No. Edgar, Sarah Martin, Biggie, some of my favorite people here Good. in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I figured the secret to Nixta is you have to go out with a dessert because, uh, uh, mark my words, yeah. you'll get this nice, cool, refreshing dessert after your meal. Yeah. And the music will change, yeah, and it will be like tuned to what's happening, <laughs> and you will be more relaxed, yeah. and you'll be like, "Oh, it's like we're in a different pace." Yeah, like I don't know what's going on with the other people eating their entree right, right. now, but like, but it fits, yeah, the pace is serendipity. Yeah, I had some. It was like a pistachio rice pudding Persian. Yes, it was ridiculous. We just had that the like, other oh night. Oh my god! And then the ice cream do they do? I, I didn't have any of that, but it, but it comes in like um. It looks like an old school, like ice cream, um, you know, like bar. Oh, okay. You know, like the little like the popsicle, paleta or the like popsicles. A, it's like a popsicle. It's yeah. like refreshing, like a popsicle yeah. too, but ridiculously good. But yeah, great suggestion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm in a phase of exploration, so I've been yeah 
connecting with Farm to Table, and I'm going to be going just to see what's out there because it's been my goal to do that for four years. And so Sam is going to kind of like, are you going to go out with Sam? Yeah, and also just get the list yeah. of who who we can go connect with because I just want to go meet some folks, and uh, you know, I feel we've earned it. Now yeah. that we've gotten to the space, because before it really, it, it's a good thing that we were growing so fast, but I couldn't catch up with that growth. So every week it was like, all I want is a weekend, but okay. oh my God, I got to go work a farmer's market. And then, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. we have to do this extra thing. So I got to go do that. And yeah. it was, it really is cumulative. Yeah. And then, so now that- we've kind of settled into a. A little pattern where Good. we have a little space because that lines up with the stress. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. need a you need a break. Like, I believe in a, a vacation during the day. Yeah, and you take some time for yourself. But like, 100%. also the week, mm-hmm. also the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we were really very good at taking a vacation, but it was always just a little too late. Yeah. So the la- I had severe burnout at the end of the last um, business because I'm uh, kind of like a mediator. Okay. And there was tons of tension external to me. And right. so I bore that while also having to manage and do a catastrophic amount of work. And so it took me almost a year and a half to recover from that. Yeah. It's so, funny how that builds unknowing. It. It is. It totally builds, and right. so I would. We would see it happening, and we would take the needed vacation once a year. And now I'm very much working on the month and the day situation, yeah. and it's possible and it's doable. And but it, it just has to be prioritized. Exactly, like the saying always when I'm thinking about stuff like this is you make time for what's important. Yeah, and like you can skip the workout, and like because you got you're gonna sleep. But if your priority is to sleep in the morning, and you skip your workout, then your priority was sleeping, which is a, a, a good, healthy thing. That's one thing I definitely did throughout this business. And it, I sleep better? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I just pr- prioritize it. And so I either get amazing sleep when I don't have anything to drink, and then I will get yes. adequate sleep if I do. Because even when I do, I don't stay up later. I'll just have a few drinks and right. I'm in bed by nine and I wake up at six and that gives me like nine hours to be asleep, oh, which good. sometimes I need. Yeah. And so that's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And that's helped. I had heard that mushrooms are something you should eat at night that will help you sleep better. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I had heard that's, a, that's like, I, this is me like Googling yeah. things that help you sleep. Yeah. Because I also, I was doing prior to 420, I guess, I just decided this today, what I called the Anthony Bourdain effect, okay. which was Anthony Bourdain, uh, uh, I guess this is factual as far as I know, only, he didn't have alcohol in his own home. Kind of impossible when you have a sponsor. But my, my deal was I will not drink mm-hmm. in my own home mm-hmm. alone ever. Okay, I would only do it with a guest or out and about, but... You know, so that's my Anthony Bourdain. That effect. sounds like a great plan. So that was the plan, and then somebody was like pushing me into this whole like, idea of like maybe just give it a go and let it go. And I'm like, but Anthony Bourdain, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'll come up with all kinds of excuses. Yeah, <laughs> well, try the try the break for a little while. And I'm see gonna I'm gonna works. attempt the break. Yeah. yeah, never a bad thing to do. No. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, th- I had heard the mushrooms. I had heard peanut butter. I mean, they all sound ex- like excuses to eat good stuff That's, before bed. <laughs> I've never heard those two <laughs> things. That sounds crazy. Yeah, mushrooms and peanut butter though. That thing. I I often only eat peanut butter at night. Do you? Yeah, that, but that, that's not why I think maybe I sleep there's well. a correlation maybe. there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, look, I'm uh, I'm really happy that you made it over here. I'm intrigued by this whole world still. Mm-hmm. Um, I extend this as an invitation to come back whenever you like. Yeah, uh, bring whoever you'd like. Um, maybe once you start getting out there and like exploring. Um, and meeting more chefs and stuff, like you bring somebody back in if you want. Yeah, I'd love to explore the barbecue situation. So I think I, that'd be a fun. Okay, thing so to do. my plan is here during that month to really push that to those guys, yeah. and th- it's such a cool community. Yeah, and like w- when we did that last year, I was just like jealous. I was like, I kind of wish this was a barbecue podcast. Yeah, because they're so friendly and yeah. open, and but we have a great culinary world regardless yeah austin is fantastic for that i think we are the future oh yeah i mean and we have uh the wine the up-and-coming wine Mm -hmm. stuff i just started having a couple winemakers on and yeah that's a whole new world to me as Mm -hmm. well um but mushrooms thank you for bringing what you brought yeah i'm uh really looking forward to that and you can find you at the farmer's market. Obviously, Instagram, that looks fun, what you're doing on there. Yeah, so, Instagram, TikTok, and then our website, we just put our kits online so you can you know, oh, do the grow new? at home. Is that new? It's new. Okay, yeah. cool. This last week, we're really pushing. We've been growing for some time, and we're, so I don't usually like to mention what the plans are yeah. just because I want – them to be in motion. Is this an exclusive you're revealing? What's the plan? No, we, it's a, uh, <laughs> sure, we've got 10,000 square feet we're moving into. Okay. We're growing our business quite a bit. That's awesome. We were just, I like to, you know, now that it's almost complete, then we're just going to be growing more. We're going to be trying to get out into the community more, let people know. I'm very passionate about local farming, and I want people to know what local farming is. You can go to the farmer's market and see what local farmers are. If you're not at the farmer's market, if you're not from Texas, Mm -hmm. this like we need to support people who are in Texas and doing that type of stuff because it's hard to be a little – small business in this world where big business is just like out there ready to crush you. And so we're, we're growing our business. We're really trying to get out there and educate people about mushrooms, how important they are to have in your life just to keep moving forward. And you're saying this about it being hard and you're here in Austin where all the talk is shop local, buy local, but factually speaking, People, people just talk. Yeah, people do less of that. Our customers at the farmer's market are the best. They're they the are best. the leaders of that. If you're at a grocery store, you know, you, you might you, – you're you're shopping for the week. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough. And so we're just trying to grow it step by step, that type of awareness, and help people get involved in those types of things. And if you can grow your business to that level, it, it really helps. I mean, it's back to – you make time for what's important Mm -hmm. and like we're talking about ourselves during that but like there's a bigger picture at hand like that like things aren't always going to be the way they are and we need to shop locally Um, a million percent like that's how we will support our communities is having local production of all things and it starts with food and so if we can kind of decentralize and recognize that the closer you can be to where those things are produced from start to finish that's where you want to be. And you want to support those systems so they can grow. So yeah. local food, local 
production of stuff. Like we just need to, we got a long way to where we're making microphones here in Texas oh, yeah. and oh, hats yeah. and lighters. These are things I'm seeing on the desk. Oh yeah. <laughs> but so I'm very passionate about doing that, growing our business, but also facilitating the growth of other local businesses. Yeah. Local from here. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I am, uh, again, happy to have you on. Yeah. Anytime. If you ever want to come jam, let's do it. Oh, that's, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm probably going to hit you up. I, I mean, we'll, we'll totally do it. All right. I'm always playing, so. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it, Sean. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah.